Consulting criminals, nasty nobles, and dashing detectives. We watch Moriarty the Patriot, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, and loyal younger brother, PJ. And me, your symbolic lily covered in blood, Skylar. And joining us today, returning once again, our resident consulting detective, Lauren. That is me. I'm the one who sees the web of the criminal underbelly of England. I invite you to uh, continue to view that web. (laughs) From our Kawaii Desu Mind Palace. Oh. Because this week we are watching Moriarty the Patriot as we continue through Detective Month. Yes! I'm so excited! This is the episode that I used to convince Lauren to originally do the podcast, and then she just kind of did other episodes along with it. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you did not listen to our Case Closed episode, which you should, Lauren is a huge uh, Sherlock Holmes fan or Sir Arthur Conan Doyle work fan, or I guess just Conan Doyle if you're friends with him. Only if you're friends with him. Yeah. He gets really mad. So I'm guessing your like, predictions is all just going to be context clues? Yes. I um, definitely have a lot more information that I am basing all of my claims on, as opposed to just blind guessing, as I normally do. (laughs) So you're a cheater. I'm a cheater who cheats, yes. It is fitting for you to cheat uh, simply by having more knowledge than everyone in the room, because that is kind of Moriarty's whole MO. And Holmes's. True. Well, Lauren, why don't you tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? You know, you have Moriarty, but like, what's this patriot business all about? Right? That is exactly what I was thinking. So um, clearly, this is going to be about uh, Professor James Moriarty. He is um, the biggest villain in detective fiction because he is as smart as Sherlock Holmes. I knew that this was going to be about him and like the Patriot part threw me off because he's not. He's just like a mean guy. So there's a lot of um, theories about Moriarty out there about who he really is and like how he came to meet Holmes. And like, anyway, there's a lot out there. But for me, I went with the theory that Moriarty um, is innocent and that Holmes was actually the bad guy in the series and he just killed Moriarty to save his reputation. That is a running theory out there in the fandom. So I was like, maybe that's the direction that this show is going to go. That Moriarty is the hero and Holmes is the villain. Ooh, role reversal. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm about it. I'm about it. Uh, Well, once you saw the poster, I don't imagine your thoughts changed too much, but did they change at all? They didn't. I'm still of the belief that this will be a role reversal show. I just think that we are seeing the Moriarty criminal establishment, I guess, their little group here on the poster. (laughs) Moriarty Crimes Incorporated. LLC. Uh, (laughs) LLC. Uh, So let's talk about the characters in Moriarty Crimes LLC. Uh, Let's start from left to right. So tell me about this man in the blue scarf. The little man in the blue scarf. Um, The little man. I mean, maybe it's forced perspective. He looks very small. Okay. So I don't have anything to base this on other than my extensive knowledge of Sherlock Holmes, but he looks working class because of the clothes that he's wearing. So there's a theory in the Holmes community that a character named John Clay, he's a villain in the stories that he actually worked with Moriarty. There's nothing to substantiate that, but I'm assuming this is John Clay from the Redheaded League who tried to steal a bunch of gold from a bank that Holmes stopped him in. So I'm Ooh. that's my guess. 
I'm excited for you to tell me who. Yeah, I didn't even think about this, but yeah, tell me every character you think they are. <laughs> yes, I think that's John Clay. Tell me about then this man with the multiple popped collars. All of the popped collars. He's so cool. And um, based on that, I believe he is uh, Colonel Sebastian Moran. He mm. is Moriarty's right hand man. He is the. He is a revered soldier for um, the kingdom, but uh, he. <laughs> He's great with a gun. The best shot that they have in the army. And he is the biggest game hunter that the country has ever seen. Like Holmes even says, like, no one has even come close to bagging as many tigers as this man has. So he's like, he's no joke. So I think that's Moran. Moran is like Moriarty's Watson. Essentially, yes. All right. Uh, tell me about this blonde man with glasses. The blonde man with glasses. Okay. So um, in the Holmes canon, Moriarty has three uh, has two brothers so there's three of them um and i am assuming this is the brother that doesn't have a name in the canon he is just told we're told that he is a station master in the west of england and he looks like someone who could run a train station he looks very put together he looks like he understands what efficiency is and he's gonna be very like by the book like we got to do it like this and this and this like we can't stray from the plan here so i'm assuming this is the station master brother okay okay all right let's uh skip over our center person because that's probably our closer so let's move over to the right the brown haired man with a green ascot that is uh (laughs) james so conan doyle didn't give a shit about continuity and ended up naming two of the moriarty brothers james so um anyway yeah no he (laughs) there's a lot of inconsistency in the home stories because conan doyle just like didn't care is conan doyle an alcoholic i don't believe that he was that you know of that you know what i haven't spoken to him about it so i can't confirm you know what i feel like if anyone would know it'd be lauren (laughs) yeah no (laughs) no he just um... (laughs) i just assume all old-timey lawyers i just assume all old-timey authors were alcoholics that you know that's probably a fair assumption he was a doctor um and he did get into spiritualism later in life so he wasn't yeah, he got into fights with Houdini. But anyway, that's a story for another time. <laughs> He's the one that punched Houdini so hard in the stomach he died. That's not true. I made that up. Houdini did get punched so hard in the stomach he died, but it wasn't Conan Doyle that we know of. That we know of. Ooh. You know, he wrote a lot of stories about getting away with perfect crime, so who knows? <laughs> Maybe he knew how to do it. Yeah, and he just, you know, did it himself. Anyway, this is uh, the other Moriarty brother, quote unquote, James. He is the one who, after Moriarty's death, spoilers for those of you who haven't read Sherlock Holmes, Moriarty dies, and this brother survives him and writes all these letters to the newspapers of England telling everyone why his brother was actually innocent, which forces Watson to publish the account of how Moriarty and Holmes killed each other. So that is who I'm assuming this is. He's a very loyal brother, and he is like ride or die. Okay, Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see how much of this is accurate for you. I mean, obviously, I know (laughs) how many of them you got right and how many you didn't. Right, right. I I think you will not get all of the answers you want in episode one and two, unfortunately. But maybe the context will eventually help because, you know, just not every character is introduced right away. Oh, it's like in Inuyasha where, like, I didn't know half the poster (laughs) until context. Yeah, exactly. What I like about this poster is a lot of times you get, like, glimpses of, like, you know, the whole spectrum, like villains, heroes, etc. Mm-hmm. And based off what you're describing, it seems like it's just this whole crew. Yes, this seems like a very cohesive poster to me. Like it's all very united in one one criminal LLC unit. All right. <laughs> 
Well, let's watch episodes one and two of Warrior of the Patriot and see how accurate your predictions were and how accurate to the works of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle this series is, which I'm excited to get your opinion on. So (laughs) why don't we take a quick break and we invite you to watch them with us. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. and We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Moriarty the Patriot. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? I'm so into this show. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually had like a super quick question before we get into context. Okay. You mentioned, obviously, you were you were pretty right that the two characters were Moriarty's brothers. Mm-hmm. But you gave very like, yeah, they kind of mentioned the brothers. So I'm assuming the brothers are not remotely this involved in the works of Conan Doyle. Absolutely not. We actually never even meet the brothers in the stories. And Moriarty only shows up in three of the 60 home stories. So the fact that we're getting so much about Moriarty and his brothers and their life is like, so cool because this hasn't been explored this much before oh so this is like really like new ground for the sherlock fandom it really is i mean i'm sure there's like books out there but as far as media this is one of the only things i've ever seen about moriarty let's get through some housekeeping so moriarty the patriot is based on the manga by ryosuke takeuchi and obviously the works of sir arthur conan doyle Uh, It is published in Jump Square and has been running since August of 2016 for a current total of 15 volumes, so the series is still ongoing. The anime adaptation was directed by Kazuya Nomura and produced by IG for Tokyo MX. Running from October 2020 to June 2021 for 24 episodes with a two-episode OVA having been recently announced. The only supplemental media for Moriarty the Patriot are two stage musical adaptations of the series. Mm, always <laughs> which as far as i can tell purposefully just cast the hottest men in all of japan <laughs> i need to look it up uh so i'm gonna show you oh yes please oh oh my <laughs> god wow god damn his <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow look at these insanely hot men <laughs> so I mean, accurate looking too yes they they're all very attractive in the show as well yeah so there is a a an actual like blu-ray release of the musical uh, of the musical adaptations so if at oh, some point man. after the context you decide that this is something that you're going to continue with you could that could always be something that you uh dive further into but regardless i usually don't talk that much about the supplemental media but i looked it up and i was like why are these men so hot they're so attractive <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's unfortunately all the me- extra media there is for more the patriot i think it's a successful enough anime but you know it is a limited run and it's very new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right yeah 2020 i was in Really surprised. It's so recent. Uh, I remember vividly when they announced this anime, I literally texted you, Lauren, and I was like, "You, I know you don't watch anime, but you have to watch this anime. <laughs> Immediately intrigued. Anything with Sherlock Holmes, that's how you get me to go and do anything. <laughs> so let's talk about episode one and two. In episode one, William James Moriarty, future nemesis of Sherlock Holmes, lives in the late 19th century London. William learns of a serial killer who has murdered seven young boys and immediately deduces from their father's occupations the killer is a nobleman who encountered the boys at their father's shops, except for one boy who was homeless. After interviewing the homeless boy's friend, William deduces the killer must have first seen the boy from a window of the Gastro's fine dining club. William's brother, Albert, uses his connections to get William inside the club. William is immediately suspicious of Lord Argleton, a founding member. William notices Argleton's attire was bought from the boy's father, 
After hinting to Argleton, he knows about his obsession with young boys. Argleton sends a thug after William, who is easily taken out by William's other brother, Lewis. Later, William provides a restrained Argleton to his client, a father of one of the boys, for revenge, revealing that William secretly works as a crime consultant along with his, alongside his brothers, Albert and Lewis, to help their clients commit crimes. With the police and general public unaware of Argleton's death and disappearance, William declares it another perfect crime. As a young child, William frequently offered advice from his vast memory palace to anyone he met. After returning home with Albert, it is revealed William and Lewis were actually orphan brothers adopted into the Moriarty family and that William is not his real name. The real William was actually the second eldest Moriarty son who mistreated his two adopted brothers while only Albert showed them any kindness. It is revealed Albert had routinely visited Lewis and fake William's orphanage to provide charity, and when Albert's father was manipulated into adopting an orphan as an act of charity, Albert considered having fake William adopted due to his intellect, especially after learning fake William had already begun advising people how to strike back against abusive nobles and get away with it. After finding out the real William had deliberately injured a maid, he went to fake William, who explained he planned to eventually overthrow the old class system and replace it with a society that values every citizen equally. He asks Albert if he is going to turn him in, and the episode ends before we cut back to the Moriarty home burned to the ground, killing everybody except for Albert, Lewis, and the new William. And that's episode one and two of Moriarty the Patriot. I'm so upset that we ended on a cliffhanger. And it's such an because especially because, like, I mean, a lot of times you kind of are like, all right, credits rolled, end of episode. But you could not do that with this anime. Absolutely not. <laughs> especially because, like, it's such a big thing. You're like, oh, because, you know, it ends with uh, Moriarty being like, so are you going to turn me in? And then and then credits roll and you're like, ooh, what's going to happen here? And then literally like the credits end and it's like, all right, the entire Moriarty family is dead and he's the new <laughs> William. <laughs> Look at the three little boys who escaped from this fire miraculously. <laughs> now, because we know Albert, right? He's part of the whole thing and he's potentially one of the brothers. Mm-hmm. Is, Will- the, is the name William important in any of his writing, Conan Doyle? obviously right right there's not like a prolific william within the series but there is a fan theory out there that holmes's full name is william sherlock scott holmes okay um that's the only thing i could think of and then looking at the the character list it looks like all of their middle names or secondary names is james so like Mm -hmm. it's lewis james moriarty albert james moriarty and william james moriarty yeah which I loved because Conan Doyle didn't give a shit about continuity, but his fans do. So they always try to explain away his inconsistencies with it being deliberate. So everyone's like, well, <laughs> since the first and second brother are both named James, it must follow that the third brother's also named James. And I was like, what? So they're delusional and they're just grasping at straws to make their world they make sense. They try to. Well, yes, they try to. And Moriarty the Patriot gives them a successful out for that. Again, what I really love about Moriarty the Patriot is, again, I know like very little about the Sherlock Holmes stories. Mm-hmm. I know obviously everything that is published as supplemental media, like your Sherlock, your Great Mouse Detective, what have you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously, like I've read stories here and there, but I obviously don't know like a ton and especially don't know like the deep lore of the fandom. But <laughs> like, I really love just what this anime really does is pick up the little bits of Moriarty lore that you get and really expand and build on them. 
Oh, absolutely. Yes, this is a love letter to Professor Moriarty. And it's so far, the first two episodes are done extremely well. Well, I like because I know we were talking at the beginning, like the like, I don't get where the patriot comes from. But Mm -hmm. you know, I love that it's the patriotism of wanting everyone to be equal and kind of being like down with the system, eat the rich, which is very relevant to today. Rejecting a class system. Yeah, it is relevant today. You're correct, Lauren. (laughs) We do want to eat the rich. And I like the play on the, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, Moriarty's still going to be Moriarty. He is still a consulting criminal. Things are Mm -hmm. still going to get intense. Mm -hmm. But I like the little things like when he's letting the boy's father kill Argleton. And he's like, regardless of how justified this is, this is still a crime. So I am a consulting criminal. I'm letting you know what you're doing is bad but I'll help you do it if you want to. He's a man of the people. I like it more so to be like, well, I guess, I mean, if this is technically a crime, I am technically a consulting criminal. So, oh, well, I guess I got to help. Well, it's in my job description. Guess that means this is mine. Yeah, but I like the idea that it's really all about taking down the nobility. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is animated so beautifully like obviously we know that the creator of this you know of the manga is a huge fan of moriarty and conan o'doyle am i saying the right name nope not at all conan Conan o'doyle that's not a person no i say keep keep it in conan (laughs) o'doyle Sir Arthur Conan O'Doyle. <laughs> That's actually his real name. Everyone gets it wrong. Thank you, Skylar, for finally. <laughs> I love watching his show. It's great. <laughs> so obviously, we know he's they're a huge fan, and that's fantastic. There looks like to be so much love put into this animation. The it's gorgeous, and I just mm-hmm. need to say that not enough anime has fog. Like when you see the <laughs> fog, like but you rolling. know what? Honestly. Like, Japan doesn't have a ton of fog, but you can't tell a story in this era London. of London and not have fog. That'd be dumb. Foggy yes. London town. I didn't know fog was something I needed until I saw I was like, oh, my God. Look at this yes. mood setting. Oh, my God. Yes. This is gorgeous. And the close-up on the statues and then, like, his All glowing red eyes. His red eyes are so amazing. The scarlet I was mesmerized. eyes? Yeah. I'm yes, sorry, yes, the, the scarlet, scarlet eyes. eyes. PJ where you see him like the camera like zooming away and he's got his scarlet eyes glowing that's straight up the scene from fruits basket when yuki's being weird about the mice helping him and his oh, eyes see, glow purple I was reading that. It, it reminded me a lot honestly a lot of this anime reminds me a lot of death note oh i was gonna say that i was gonna say he's literally just written like like Yagami, right? Kind of, yeah. No, I and I I don't anticipate Sherlock is gonna straight up be his L, but like Loki is probably gonna be his L, right? (laughs) Uh and obviously context for you, Lauren. Uh Mm -hmm. Death Note is this anime. Uh it's very good. If you want to come back on for it, I would gladly have you. But it is like a little scarier, but it's more like dramatic suspense. I was gonna actually say for our October, I think Lauren would be really good for Death Note because I think she could do like comparisons, and I think she'd really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a lot more like sus- dramatic suspense thriller, like mystery thriller, than it is horror. But it is gonna be part of our horror month. <laughs> yeah, I think you could handle it. Yeah, I enjoy mysteries. I enjoy thrillers. I'm not a fan of like 
horror and like gory horror. It's definitely not that kind of thing. It's not, I wouldn't say at any point is Death Note scary. It's Mm -hmm. scary in so much as like if you think about it, you're like, wow, that's terrifying conceptually. Well, I mean, parts of this was terrifying conceptually too. So like, you know what? If you'll have me again, I'll come back on. It's written in blood. We have yes, I will not coming. say more because I do obviously want you to, to have you on for it. So we'll we'll plan that out as we go. Regardless, what, what? for our audience, this gives me like a little bit of Death Note vibes. Light Akira the vibes. The whole like, you know, the perspective of who you're following obviously is a big part of it. But in general, just uh, I really love Moriarty's character. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. He's so charming. So charming, which I, which is, I think, what you need out of a Moriarty, right? Like, Moriarty mm-hmm. needs to be such a counterpoint, but, a, like, a parallel to Holmes. And yes. you need someone that can get into those same circles, into those same parties, those same meetings, those same kind of sides of society as Holmes can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do have a confession, you guys. I know I was supposed to watch it in Japanese, but I watched the sub version because, like, I was uh, like a little Kill busy. Kill the heretic! For the- <laughs> I was a little busy for the first episode, and I wanted to be able to like listen to what was going on. Right. But I ended up going back and rewatching the whole episode, anyways. I just have to say the British voices that they do fantastic, and it really set the mood. And mm-hmm. so I would have been like, maybe you both should have watched the dub versions. <laughs> they were really good. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'll probably go back and watch the dub versions at this point. They're so British (laughs) and so sexy. I did enjoy the voice actors for everyone in this. I really liked the kids in the second episode. And I liked, I really like Moriarty's voice. Yeah, no, it's so hot. (laughs) Gosh, but can I say like, obviously you don't see all the characters we talked about in the poster on in this episode. You You really mostly see Lewis, Albert and, you know, William, William James Moriarty. Right, right. <laughs> William Asterix Moriarty. Uh, William Asterix. Yeah, I like that it's, you know, every media is just like, yeah, fake William, fake William. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I Thank you. I Yes, I get it. <laughs> Obviously, you know, just based on the nature of this, eventually, you know, and I mean, not spoiler, but kind of spoiler. Obviously, you were right about Moran, about Sebastian Moran, uh, who he was. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I will say you were wrong about the other one. I the forget little boy. Who, yes, I forget who you said it was, but it is actually Fred Porlock. Oh, Fred Porlock makes sense. I don't know why I didn't think of him. Which, again, I don't know the Conan Doyle lore a ton, so I, I'm not super familiar Conan with Fred Conan O'Doyle, PJ. Put some mm. respect on his uh, name. Laddie <laughs> Arthur Conan O'Doyle. <laughs> as it yes, were. Yes, yes, yes. And obviously I know Sebastian Rand really well because he's always kind of there oh he's always there yeah 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 but obviously regardless even in the poster you do not see sherlock or watson or watson or i mean you, you can go down the list of other uh, yeah, characters but those are the two big you ones. don't see you know mycroft or irene or <laughs> mrs hudson or mrs anything. hudson but i will say like obviously as the series goes along there's 24 episodes you go so far down you do get those characters and mm. it's interesting like obviously we'll get through this during the context but i'm really curious to see how you feel about the depiction of Sherlock of Watson of those characters Me too. <laughs> because those are the characters that are so fleshed out in the you know the uh, Laddie Conan O'Doyle stories right <laughs> that I'd just be curious to see where you thought of them but regardless of all of that I, I I guess I need to ask you this question as a big fan of the Laddie Conan O'Doyle stories mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are you a Sherlock and a Moriarty shipper I never have been because canonically Moriarty is 
much older than Holmes. Yes. Canonically, he's an old, old man. Yes. But almost every other media does not, conf- con- you know, portray him that way. Right. Correct. I.e. like, you know, the BBC Sherlock and this. Obviously, they're similar ages uh, when you mm-hmm. eventually meet him. So, like, I don't know. I'm just curious. I guess, like, let's say in BBC Sherlock, were you like, ooh? No, because I was so enamored with John and Sherlock's dynamic. That's that true. Most like, people are, you know, obviously... Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Always Holmes and Watson. That's what I've... That's always been my big ship it's I guess. very like john Locke. john Locke. john Locke. i love mm-hmm. enemies to lovers not best friends to lovers i don't think it's as compelling but enemies mm-hmm. to lovers sexy ass shit right there yeah i agree oh, yeah. so like i know in certain scenes and obviously like we're talking like the scene obviously there's a lot of scenes but like the pool scene from bbc's bbc's sherlock mm-hmm. i was so torn because the entire time i was like ugh, like the relationship between john and sherlock is so at play here because of like the the, you know the, the whole dynamic going on mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like ugh, sherlock and moriarty have such a hot dynamic i guess yeah. i don't like ship them relationship wise but i want them to have sex listen right. they're opposite sides of each other right holmes is always the light to moriarty's darkness but they're always on the same playing field as far as their mental capacity goes having them together makes sense i've personally never wanted it but as the show goes on maybe this is the first time where i'm like you know what I see it. Because the only reason I ask, and again, this is like not a spoiler, but kind of a spoiler, is once Sherlock does come into the show, they keep calling each other like these cute names because uh, Moriarty calls Sherlock Shirley. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> uh, and, and Sherlock calls Moriarty Liam. So there's Shirley oh, and William. Liam. Oh. And I'm like, Y'all are being too cute for this. And <laughs> you know, thankfully, we live in a time where Rule 34 exists and you can find any art. These characters, they're fucking sexy. So yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I know it's probably just a pet name of William, but they are very careful in these first two episodes to never tell you what Moriarty's name was before. Right. Everyone else has their name. I don't think you ever get what his name they was They never before. tell you? I don't think you do. Because oh I think it's really God. supposed to be like that person was nobody. Like he was he, he was a he representation was a of the masses. He mm-hmm. was a shadow. He was nothing. Mm-hmm. It's very like being like no one cared who I was until I put on the mask. Mm-hmm. That's that's this. No one cared who I was until I was William. You know, that fits for him too. Because the whole reason, one of the big reasons Moriarty is such a looming character in the Holmes stories, even though he only shows up in three of them, is because he worked in the shadows and no one knew who he was until finally Holmes is the only one who was like, wait a second, there's something going on here. His whole thing is omniscience and like nobody knows. So that fits. I like that. Yeah, I really like it. And again, so I really also like the relationship between the brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I really just like, I mean, I obviously really like uh, Albert as a character. He's like very easy to like because he's like the the noble that like cares about the common folk. And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, screw the nobility. Like, I'll use my influence in it to like take it down. And I'll even like give you, William, the power. Resources Mm -hmm. and privilege. And obviously Lewis just like adores his brother and is like willing to do anything for him. And he's also like just as talented as them. Like when he like drops down behind the thug and like puts a knife up to his throat. That was so cool. In the opening sequence. 
yeah, the opening sequence, they show Liam fighting, which is super cool. So yeah, no, they're all very competent. And I really like their dynamic. Are you saying Liam or William? Oh, Lewis. I meant Lewis. Okay. I was There's like, so many L names now. I was like, you keep saying Liam. And in my head, I was just like, did we talk about a Liam? Because Sherlock calls, uh, what's his face? Liam, right? As a yeah. cute yeah. little pet name. So I was trying to like make that make sense. But then, Lauren, you keep using the word Liam. And I'm just like, what? It's Lewis. That's just me fixing up the two names. That's, that's on me. So yeah, no, even in the opening credits, you see Lewis fighting. I love their dynamic all together as a unit. And I can see why essentially the criminal organization of Moriarty sprang out of this family. It makes sense. I like that they all are kind of like nobles, but like very like man of the people. I do think it's interesting because like, I think at first you are very like, oh, is Lewis William's servant? You know? Yes, me. I was just like, damn, what a sexy servant. I was more like, wow, this servant looks a lot like him. Yes. I was like, no, they're they're too similar looking to not be related. Well, see what I thought was going to happen. This is a fun little prediction before I start watching the anime. I thought he was going to be like, a body double like he's purposely he's a a purposely lookalike for him so that like he can do like red herrings oh yeah and at the end of episode 24 like the everyone thinks like oh the consulting criminal william james moriarty is dead and then you see and you're like oh my god that's not william that's lewis and then you see like william like riding off to the sunset holding the teapot No, I I like your idea way more than my idea. I just thought it'd be like in the middle of like, let's say a chase scene or whatever. Um, or oh, if Moriarty's yeah. being pursued, like the whoever the villain of that episode is like, oh, I'm going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. And then like he turns around and it's Lewis and he's like, you look different from what I remember. And then uh, fake William per- appears and he's like, stick. Stab, 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 stab. With context, it wouldn't be (laughs) Moriarty stabbing him. It would be like, hey, other person who's been wrong, stab this person. But also, my lookalike has attracted this person here to Mm -hmm. attack me. I thought he was more of a bodyguard who is purposely a lookalike so that the real Moriarty doesn't get, like, hurt. You know, maybe that happens. Yeah, it's totally possible. They do look very similar. And Lewis is clearly like ride or die for his brother. So I'm sure he would do that. Yeah, 100%. I love that he makes great tea. He makes great and omelets, apparently. Lewis is just like great in the kitchen. (laughs) I just like how he's like, yeah, this guy's obsessed with little boys. Kind of like how I'm obsessed with your omelets. (laughs) (laughs) Like he can't help himself when he sees little boys. Kind of like I can't help myself when I see your omelets. The problem, this kind of these kind of interactions, like I was just like, oh, is something romantically going on? Because there is like some like it seems like cute flirting, but with context that like he's the brother, I was like, oh no, this is a Hikaru Kauru situation. I did not read cute flirting in that at all. I didn't either, to be fair, but I don't see it in a lot of things. So, and I do see it in a lot of things, and I still didn't see it there. I saw it okay. as caretaking. Well, Get to, we'll get to the context clues and I'll point it out. <laughs> we oh. just get straight to the context oh. and it's them having sex and Skylar's like, ah, guess I was right, <laughs> bitches. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at me go. Oh, Lauren, do you know what rule 34 is? Rule 34? 
Mm-hmm. So uh, this is like an old kind of meme, but it's also just like a, th- a thing. There's this old adage of like they're the rules of the internet, and there's actually a full list of the rules of the internet. But rule 34 oh. is probably the most popular one, which is rule 34 is if it exists, there is porn of it. You know what? I would believe that absolutely. I think that is a true thing. It's a rule I stand by. There's plenty of other rules. Like if a character exists, there is an opposite gender representation of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's obviously more gross ones, more realistic ones. But um, rule 34 is the most popular one because it just became a subset of, you know, the of the art scene where it was like, yeah, here is this character rule 34. Got it. It's basically okay. the lemons of fan fiction. I do remember lemons. It's that takes me back. <laughs> But really, out of like that rules of the internet meme, it's the one that like kind of forever took on a life of its own and is the one people know. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, so, Lauren, uh, obviously, again, I mean, we'll say it for uh, probably all month, but you're like our resident mystery geek, as they call them, an episode of in, in uh, Detective Conan. Right. Right. That's me. So, tell me, was there anything that you saw in this that you were like, oh, you guys might have missed this, but. Uh, actually, yeah. And, uh, okay. So, there were two big things, I guess, one from each episode that stood out to me. One was um, when Moriarty was being followed by that thug, and then he and Lewis got the drop on him in the alleyway. There's a scene in one of the Holmes stories where Holmes follows a criminal, and the criminal's like, what? You didn't follow me? I didn't see you. And Holmes is like, yes, that's what, that's what you can expect to see when I follow somebody, which I loved. So I thought that was super <laughs> cool. <laughs> How come I didn't see you follow me? Because I didn't want you to, you idiot. Because I'm fucking (laughs) Fucking good at my job, maybe? (laughs) And then in the second episode, um, when little Moriarty is giving, what is that, advice to people on like how to bet on the right horse, Mm -hmm. he mentions John Straker, who is from Silver Blaze, and he is known for rigging horse races in the story. So I was like, oh my God, that is incredible. (laughs) See, I would have never caught that. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, no, that was super fun for me as you know a long time fan i was like this is like clearly a lot of love and devotion went into this series it sounds wow, like I love it that. oh my god yeah did you have any smaller easter eggs because you said there were two big ones those were the big ones the other one i guess is the little moriarty was helping people dig a hole under a noble's house and like rob them blind and that is a reference to the redheaded league which is when they dug a hole under a bank to steal all of the money from the bank was there any significance and it's fine if there wasn't but was there any significance to like argleton or gastros or any of that stuff not to my memory gastros i mean there is mycroft's club is called the diogenes club that's the only one we like super know throughout the series nothing specific about either of them i mean again clearly though this is like a passion project and i think as we like look more into it we're going to see more of that passion and kind of where it leads us and i don't know just see deeper into the the homes lore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that's a good spot to stop talking about episodes one and two it's a lot of setup so i think we've kind of gotten through that setup and mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit more after context but the setup's not the only thing that we have with episode one and two we also have this opening and outro which are very different from each other mm-hmm <laughs> Very different vibes. So why don't we talk about those? So why don't we talk about the opening song, which is Dying Wish by Tasuku Hatanaka. (laughs) 
Lauren, what did you think of that opening? That was the best anime intro that I have personally ever seen. And Damn. I know that's not saying much because I've no, only seen like four anime. A lot. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like you having this as your number one. Damn. It was so cool. I loved the visuals. The song got me so hyped. I like went back and watched the intro again. <laughs> Yeah, I like I the part like, I... where and I, this is something you'll probably just end up hearing me say more and more because our audience probably already knows. I love when in anime OPs they sing things in English. Yes. yes. Uh, and I love when they sing King of Crime. I love that. King of Crime. <laughs> oh, my God. King of Crime and Dying Wish yeah. list. There were a couple of English words in there. God, when you see the fucking masquerade ball dancers, I was Ugh. like in love i was like wow beautiful is this is this death parade that i hear about is so good yeah (laughs) it just it keeps building too right Mm -hmm. because you're at the masquerade with all of the moriarty gang and then it builds to holmes chasing down moriarty and both of them standing off to moriarty just like falling from big ben like holmes (laughs) yeah again we do have our very small glips of holmes and uh, he's so hot. We don't have it's to get too be into Holmes. it because it's I mean, very no small. One else it's very well, small. I mean, the context is we all know Watson wears that hat and he's the a little hat, cutie yeah. pie and he's running with that sexy ass brunette and they're holding sexy ass guns to each other's foreheads. We know it's <laughs> Holmes and they're going to have sex and it's great. Oh, oh so oh, much sex. Wow. I didn't realize this was so. Um, forward. But, uh, but that said, <laughs> Dying Wish is a phenomenal OP. Clearly Lauren's favorite as of now. Ugh, amazing. When he's falling from the clock and the sky and just the animation's so gorgeous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Moriarty and Falling are, um, you know, they're the, the iconic duo of Moriarty and Falling. <laughs> That's how he dies in the original stories. He falls at the Reichenbach Falls in Switzerland. So, like, there you go. Wow, PJ, you're so knowledgeable. I watch BBC Sherlock, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> PJ is the Moriarty of our group. The only things I, the only Sherlock Holmes media I've really seen are BBC Sherlock and The Great Mouse Detective. And I can tell you which one of those is my favorite. It's a Great Mouse Detective. So rightfully so, Lauren. Mm-hmm. The out of like the Sherlock universe, the most I know is. I know more about Moriarty than Sherlock, simply because I watched the show called The Librarians, which is a great show, everyone. So good. And Moriarty is kind of the repeating villain in that show, and it's wonderful. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, he's... I think you'd really like The Librarians. I think you would really, really like The Librarians. Well, like I said, if Holmes or anything about Holmes is in something, that is one way to get me to guarantee to watch well- it. So. <laughs> And we'll get to the librarians later. We don't have to talk about it right now uh, because we are in the middle of our segment. But we'll recommend it to you later off the pod. But in general, if you're if that sounds interesting at all, check it out. Our closing song then is Alpha by Stereo Drive Foundation. Lauren, what did you think of this outro? It's a big tonal departure. 
such a big total departure. It didn't fit the the outro for the first episode for me, but it did fit the second one. Yeah, the first because it did that thing kind of like we were talking about with uh, Case Closed, where uh, the intro in episode one, but in this one it was the outro, where it kind of played the outro as stuff was still happening. Yeah, it was kind of like a closure for the episode, and I was like, this vibe does not match. But then in the actual episode outro, you get an episode two. It, it obviously goes with an actual outro, like visual series. Yes, yeah. which I felt was more fitting to the song itself. It's definitely like the opposite of Inuyasha, where the opening is just so fucking good, and the ending is like Meh. okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's fine, weird, but, but also Lauren, that is usually like the norm for like a lot of anime. <laughs> So like, oh, so it's usually the intro, they go hard, the outro's like yeah. there. Yeah, Inuyasha is like the exception. Yeah, so the oh, outro, and no. I mean, again, our audience has heard us say this a million times, but uh, the outro is really more usually like of a, a come down. Um, so it's kind of there to reel you in like a little levity. bit. So it happens a lot, especially in more intense and serious anime. Some of them will just be like, yeah, live in this intensity, so, uh, you mm-hmm. know, like a Madoka Magica. But um, this one is more of the like, yeah, we gave you some intensity. So like, look at cute little pictures of the boys when they were boys. They <laughs> look, remember paint. when they were young? They're they so were cute. Painting, you know, it's that. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's as good, but it's still there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. And you know, visually, it's like the boys are creating the world they want to see. Exactly, for sure, it's great. So let's jump in then to our segment. What modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you kick us off with Dying Wish? Okay, this one was perfect for me because I had my favorite literary series, like my favorite literary character represented in this series. And I was like, you know what? I think my favorite band does fit this vibe. I said Panic at the Disco. I disagree, but I respect you so much, Lauren. That is I think absolutely they would do rude. a good job. I think like if they had to cover it, I think they could mimic it. I'm sorry. I just want Brendan Urie to sing this. I don't I disagree say, with based you. off his like gospel album and mm-hmm. like the one where he's turning into like a demon. What song is that again? That I know is it. Emperor's New Clothes. Yes. I think like based off that, I see where you're going and I think he could do it. Yeah, yeah. I think have, he could do it. He could absolutely do it. I have full faith. Brendan Yuri, when you listen to this episode, please just know I have full faith in your abilities and you can absolutely do this song justice. I think you could oh, yeah. do it. I don't think you're the one who should do it. Skylar, who do you think should do it? So I think the only right answer no, I'm, I'm oh. joking. I'm joking. Is um a little a little band from back in the day called uh, His Infernal Majesty uh, or him, him Love Metal themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the- choice. I think him would kill this song. Yeah, so basically, uh, him is a gothic band. They're all like from Finland and stuff. And it's really cool. They have like a huge, huge goth scene in like Finland and stuff. Oh. It's really fucking cool, but um, I think they would do an amazing job. Oh yeah, I would listen to this. I love that. I actually like yours better than my choice. I wish I would have let you go first. I mean, go last. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. And on a high note, but uh, I went similar era and similar scene. Like if you were into him, you were also into this band, which I went with Coheed and Cambria. Oh, okay. See that? Yeah. 
Lauren, you're like, I know who that is. I absolutely know who that is. <laughs> Going to Cambria is a lot more high pitched, but I think the vibe fit really well. But I couldn't think of someone that would do the voice justice, but him, him would kill it. I know. I was just it like. It sounds like we're really bad at like pronouns and we're like, him would do a good job with song. <laughs> okay. Him, I think is uh, maybe my winner for that. The winner. <laughs> Hell yeah. Not that this is ever a, a game of winners and losers, but Lauren's a loser. Skyler's a Always. Winner. <laughs> so let's move to the closing well, song, okay. which is Alpha. Lauren, why don't you kick us off with Alpha? Listen. I was very confident in my first one. I'm still confident. I don't care what you guys say. I still want Brandon Urie. Yeah, we were very supportive. I went into the reasons why I agree with you, and I think he could do a good job. Could not should. Okay. Anyway, the outro, I don't know the band super well myself, but I know of them, and my roommate's obsessed with them. I said BTS. It's the easy answer. It's definitely not a bad answer. Like, it was my first thought, for sure. Because you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, oh. could, they could easily do this. They could absolutely. And there's parts of the song, too, where I was like, I think I've heard this, like, riff oh, in a BTS song for before. For sure. It's a phenomenal choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I get it. It's kind of like a, hmm, I don't know them that well, but I know them enough to know that they could do this. <laughs> I know that their sound matches this vibe, and I think they could therefore do it justice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I went with Ricky Martin. Oh, my God. Okay, PJ, what? when I say that, like, my first thought kind of was, like, Enrique Iglesias, and I was just like, that's probably stupid, and I went away from it. I see where you are, and yes. I get it. Yeah, no, I yeah, totally I was under- like, yeah. I was like, you know what? It's I feel like of the era of like boy bandy pop, Ricky Martin had the closest to this sound. I absolutely agree. I would listen to a Ricky Martin cover of this song. Skylar, uh closest off strong. We've gotten two good choices so far. So you're like, wow, this choice is fucking shit. Anyways, oh. um, see, I like disagree with the like kind of boy band vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like it. I like, uh, I agree and stuff. But at the time, I was just like, oh, this is just straight up house music. This is fucking EDM, like pop. Which is why Ricky Martin and BTS, who are more, more EDM y boy band, make sense. I was going to say, no, but this is like straight up. If you're a candy kid, this is just straight up uh, house music. And <laughs> someone in my family, <laughs> my birth mother, would do um, meth. No, uh, but Whoa. she was obsessed with house music, and like this is early two thousands house music, and I hear like the very like modern day vibes to it. So like I'm a little bit of an expert. No, I'm joking. Um, this is very. I was just like, okay, like remix DJs, etc. And I was gonna go Skrillex. I was like, no, they have such a screeching kind of thing, and I went with Dead Mouse featuring. A man with a uh, male vocal. Uh, what's that? Rob Swire. Yes. Dead Mouse featuring Rob Swire. Terrible choice. Actively a terrible no. choice. Oh, no. The, was it the Rob part? Yes. Damn it, Rob. But also, just picking Dead Mouse is so cheap. You could have picked anyone at that point. You could have been like, it could have been Skrillex. It could have been fucking Marshmallow. I literally gave <laughs> you a reason why... Oh, you know, I didn't even look into Marshmallow. Um, I oh, literally what? gave you a reason why it wasn't Skrillex and that Dead Mouse definitely fit the vibe way more. And now I'm thinking, oh shit, maybe I've gone... I should have gone with Marshmallow. 
I, uh, well, if last time for the opening, Lauren was a loser and Skylar was a winner. For this outro, Lauren is a winner, Skylar is a loser. I just it all balances disagree, out. and it's fine. You just don't understand my vision, and it's okay. You guys are allowed to be I wrong. I feel like I couldn't not understand your vision with that 75-minute video essay on why you were right. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of the winners and the losers of this game that has never really had winners and losers before, I think that's right. where we take a break for now. See some additional clips, get some additional context, and see just how far down this Reekenbach fall will go. How much <laughs> sex will these people how have? How much sex will so these people have? So much sex with the sexy guns. With the sexy guns. Oh. So stay oh. tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with Lauren's closing thoughts and our closing segments. All right, we're back and we watched some additional clips, saw some additional context, saw some, a lot of additional characters, uh, saw some additional consulting crimes, some, some consulting detectives. Uh, but with all of that, Lauren, tell me, what did you think of Moriarty the Patriot? I love this one so much. I can't express to you how much I love it. I think I'm going to go watch more episodes as soon as we're done. <laughs> recording oh gosh i love <laughs> yeah. that uh so tell me i mean we saw a lot of context uh but obviously mm-hmm. i tried to keep it to you know non-specifics but at least a lot so that you could get a more feel of the characters but also i kind of felt that you wanted to watch more of it so i was like i won't spoil things <laughs> yeah thank you i appreciate it's that. just pj like deleting context videos as we go <laughs> as we go just like okay can't show her can't show her that can't show her that i mean obviously you kind of know the stories regardless so and like i would like to say one of the context videos that I personally added was Moriarty being like, wow, your tea is so good to his brother and his brother stopping as he's mixing his own teacup and we visibly see him blush. How is that not flirting? I think that was just him, like being a, like appreciating the admiration. Yeah, and he respects yeah. Moriarty so much that it doesn't My know how to take it. My siblings have never made me blush. We all know, all weebs everywhere, fucking know that if you blush, that's fucking flirting. I mean, maybe that is in the anime world, but I never took it as flirting it was just him. Yeah, he's so in awe of his brother, and when yeah. he's like, "I really enjoy what you this do for me," baiting. it's like. Ugh. This is incestuous queer baiting. Well, look, <laughs> that said, I do think there's a lot of queer baiting in the show. The relationship oh, between Sherlock and Moriarty is hot beyond belief. Very oh, sexually did charged. Did someone fucking hot, say hot. that? We yes. all said it. Sexy Skyler. forehead guns. This is the first time that I'm like, you know what? They probably should fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love, I love their relationship. But well, that aside, Lauren, throughout everything, did you end up with a favorite character? I feel like that's disrespectful. I feel like you guys know who my favorite character is. Sherlock Holmes? It's always going to be Sherlock Holmes. Well, I wouldn't say anything. You know, I'll ask you, what did you feel about this interpretation of Sherlock Holmes? Because he is a little bit younger. Besides him being sexy. He's a lot more, he's a little different than the adaptations I've seen of Sherlock Holmes. So I just wanted to get your opinion on it. He, you know, it's funny. Everyone thinks Holmes is very like put together and very serious. He's actually more like this in the books where he's very light and he's very jovial. He laughs a lot. Like he he has a lot more to his character than just a reasoning machine. Everyone takes that and makes that his whole personality. And that's not what he is in the books. It's kind of like Batman then, because Batman in the comics is 
you know, the dark brooding, but he has a lot of fun in his personality. But then yeah. when um the Dark Knight came out and really became like the seminal Batman work, mm-hmm. um, and I'm talking about like the Dark Knight, like Frank Miller's not the movie. Uh, people okay. were like, oh, wow, like this darker Batman is all we're ever going to do from now on. And it was like, oh, but yeah. like there is fun to Batman. Why are we taking that out and just making him this like sad brooding detective that like punches yes. people? boys, PJ, men. <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing is that, that Batman, I mean, that Sherlock kind of had a similar journey at some point. He did. At some point, he just became this cold reasoning machine. Don't get me wrong. That's part of his oh, personality. Sure. But there's even a scene in the Valley of Fear where Holmes is like, you should look at this secret compartment that's in the house. And the the officer gets so pissed at him. And Holmes is just like shrugging like, I don't know. I told you to look at this earlier. And you like just ignored me. Like he just he's such a little shit. And I thought that this adaptation was he was such a little shit in this too where he frustrates you but you love him all the same and i love i we're just gonna end up talking about a lot of context but obviously we'll try to keep it to a minimum i love miss hudson in every adaptation of sherlock holmes but i really love this version of mrs hudson so much she's just screaming all the time she's like an anime you know an annoyed anime female friend version of mrs hudson which i already love Mm -hmm. that trope and She's just so funny to me. <laughs> She's the, like, Winry of the show. 100%. She is 100% Sherlock's Winry. Okay. See, like, Lauren, you said that, like, he's a jokester and he's all fun and stuff. No, it's not that. My, my, well, no, that he's, like, light he's and all he's fun. fun. He, is, he is lighter in the, in yeah, the yeah, books. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My only really context for, like, Sherlock is the trailer starring rdj or robert downey jr for the true fans (laughs) and i was just like oh he's in this movie sherlock is like a little shit (laughs) so he's that's the only thing i do know him as really you don't know the great mouse detective you don't know the great mouse detective of course i know (laughs) yeah i just thought he was a detective oh wait yeah he lives in sherlock's house it's straight up sherlock holmes he has his it's, it's been years. I was like eight the last time I saw it. I love the Great Mouse Detective, but it, I was he eight. He does, yeah. He lives at, underneath Holmes's. He lives at 221 B Baker Street. That I mean, is he's 221 so and a half is his yes. address. Yeah. And I mean, they have Toby. Toby is in the books. Toby, you know, the dog. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Skylar, you seem to have a lot of thoughts about that character but tell me who was your favorite character this was really hard for me because i was very team albert because i just love a good character who like rejects his fucking privilege and he's just like you all fucking disgust me and i hate who i was born into etc but uh i also just love how like how like sly moriarty is and he's just like Mm. "Mm, i'm fucking fantastic i'm great i love the cockiness and i hate choosing main characters but i'm going moriarty it's a great choice i mean he's so fleshed out and so well developed in this yeah i agree i it's always my favorite character will always be Sherlock Holmes, but I love how they're leaning into his ruthlessness and he's so he's still charming. I don't know. Yeah, that's a great choice. PJ is yours, Miss Hudson. I'll tell you guys my favorite character, and longtime listeners will know that I if I can't decide based on personality because there's so many good characters, I'll then land on who's the hottest character. Because I love hot people. <laughs> Uh, right. And, it's true. And I think long term, there's so many, there's just a dumb amount of hot people in this anime. So that was even hard. But if They're I really have beautiful. to ask myself, who's the character that I want to just rail me all night long? Mm-hmm, it's got to mm-hmm. be Sebastian Moran. 
Oh, he's so stupid Ooh. high, stupid he, high, he, and he's like big and strong, and he's constantly having sex in this anime. Always, just always. I was right. You know, and like you were right. He's just he's yeah. No, Sebastian Moran is who I have to go with for probably my favorite character. It's a great choice. Yeah. I love. He's very his... well developed in this too. Like I love all of the Moriarty gang. Like I I I love Fred Porlock and Sebastian mm-hmm. and the brothers. Like they're all so good. And obviously Sherlock and Watson and Miss Hudson. Sebastian's such a sexy name, by the way. It is. It is a great name. I dated a Sebastian once back in Did the he, day. Back in my day. Did he? Buy Buy you $80 bottles of wine? No, he just cheated on her with several other women. He was oh. a water polo and uh, he was a water, a water polo. polo. He was a he water and polo. a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so he Shoulders, was, though. He was pretty attractive and yeah. he was able to cheat on me with six other girls. Oh, yeah, I still took goodness. him to prom. Because so. you gotta have that arm candy, you know? You do. Yeah, I was a senior and everyone was super fucking jealous. So it's fine. Yeah. I was dying go. inside because I was was depressed because he mm. literally like was like hey you know this is an open relationship right and i was like i did not oh unaware <laughs> <laughs> well on that super duper fun note uh who doesn't <laughs> like love that um no something i become obsessed with uh like for just various animes is like flower symbolism and in anime and and manga in general there's like so much flower symbolism and earlier in the intro you see it you see this uh madonna lily covered in blood and the like in the language of flowers lilies are they represent like purity right Mm -hmm. And so for um, Moriarty, that's like, it's also his interstitial. Like when we get like that commercial break, he's got mm-hmm. lilies in the background. Okay. And so for that, like literally the blood staining the lily is him willing to spill blood for his morals, what he considers a more pure society, which is taking down the class system. Mm-hmm. And like... As you get through the anime, you see more flowers and more interstitials. Like uh, for Lewis, he's got daffodils in the background for his, which is all about rebirth and renewing and everything and like a new journey. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's just really important to me. That's beautiful. Yeah, the language of flowers was huge in the Victorian era. So I'm glad that they, they flexed into that. Yeah. Holmes has a whole aside at one point. He's looking at a rose, but he was saying that we... We should never forget to look at the flowers. Oh, so. interesting enough. Um, fucking not Lewis, not Albert. Not, yes, um, <laughs> Albert. His interstitial flower is a red rose because it's like a symbol for like it's a classic and it's like a, a symbol of nobility, and that's where mm-hmm. he comes from. That I love that extra added layer of knowledge to this. They really thought about everything. Yeah, and everyone has one, like Holmes has one, etc. And I'll just leave it at that. You could look up every flower as you continue to watch I the anime. I probably will. You know, Lauren, again, as, mm-hmm. as we've said, you are very aware of the lore, right, that we have kind of going into us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, with that, you've probably seen multiple, multiple, multiple iterations of mm-hmm. this character. So before I get into would you keep watching this anime? I will ask you, where does this rank on the representations of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's characters for you? 
That is a really good question. I think this has to be in the top of the rankings for me, even though the stories are kind of like in Sherlock, where they take the original stories and they make them more modern. This is taking the original stories and giving it a twist. Even though there is that element to it, it is still so true to who the characters were and develops them for a current audience. So I really appreciate that. I think this is one of the better, if not one of the best, adaptations that I've seen, especially for Moriarty. Well, I absolutely love that. I love hearing that. I love that anime could do this with uh, <laughs> with one of your favorite properties. And that's the beauty of anime. Yeah. Uh, so then I guess <laughs> it's time for us to just, yeah, have that little closeout talk, right? Uh, mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, as, as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle says, Moriarty is the Napoleon of crime. He is the yes. organizer of half that is evil and of nearly all that is undetected in this great city. He's a genius, a philosopher, an abstract thinker. He has a brain of the first order. He sits motionless like a spider in the center of its web, but that web has a thousand radiations, and he knows well every quiver of each of them. He does little himself. He only plans, but there's only one of those webs that he does not know the true extent of, and that web is knowing if Lauren, will you keep watching Moriarty the Patriot? I will absolutely keep watching Moriarty the Patriot. If anything, just to find out what happens at that cliffhanger. <laughs> just episode three and then it's it's over. And then it's over. Just the one more. No, no. Um, <laughs> even after seeing context. He did in fact eat the rich. Hashtag okay, eat I'm the rich. good. <laughs> Hashtag eat the rich. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely 100% watching the rest of this probably just in one day because there's only 24 <laughs> episodes right like just i'm power just gonna... through it so right. yeah you'll have plenty of time <laughs> but i'm glad you <laughs> liked it all that said a kawaii success in the book you'll Yay. love to see it continuing mm-hmm. strong down detective month but lauren you know that is not where the curious case of murder of the patriot ends today it's true it's time for is there an mv for that All right, Lauren, you know the rules to the game. Why don't you give me a song and artist for Moriarty the Patriot? I went with a a more modern choice because this is a more modern anime and it's a little on the nose, but I thought it would be fun to see if it existed. I went with Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. It is a modern anime, so it's very possible. Let me search. All right, Lauren, there is definitely an AMV for Bad Guy by Billie Eilish to Moriarty the Patriot. Oh, my God. A phenomenal, phenomenal showing. Skylar and I have seen the anime, so we're not going to add anything to this segment. Skylar, I think, has seen a few episodes. I've seen a little bit more with the context. So with that, I think we round out with a solid three points for Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. But that is not where we stop here today. Uh, It's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Is there an AMV to Moriarty the Patriot for Evanescence's Bring Me to Life? Lauren, do you think there will be one? I think there's got to be, right? That like fits the vibe. Surprisingly, I cannot find a single one. (gasps) Even searching for Moriarty the Patriot Bring Me to Life, all I get is a video for BBC Sherlock's Moriarty to Evanescence is Bring Me to Life. Would that be a half point? Because, like, I don't I know. Don't think it, no, I don't think it does. No. It's about an AMV. No. And yeah. it's about Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's not necessarily about... It's not about Moriarty the Patriot, right? Wow, I'm so shocked. I'm honestly equally shocked that we are not getting a full four points here. 
I I get it. I I I definitely get it. Am I sad? Yes, cuz it's finally departing from like this law of the AMV community. <laughs> but like it is it is dated and we have a new generation of AMV makers. And I think they need to get on it. Get on right. it. Right. <laughs> Why haven't you made one yet? Yeah, what have I'm you been doing? I'm very disappointed in all of you. Oh. but with that said that is still a solid three points in the book you'll love to see it three points in the book a kawaii success in the book thank you as always for joining us lauren it was a pleasure to have you on this episode thank you so much for thinking of inviting me to a sherlock holmes moriarty party i mean you only claim the entire month I know I I swooped the entire month, but you know it, it was mostly for this one. <laughs> You're like you could give it to other people now. No, no, no! I want to finish. <laughs> I want to continue. Don't get me wrong. I love a good mystery. Uh, I love but it. But it was mostly for Moriarty. No, for sure. I totally get it. It's this was a lot of fun. I'm probably also going to keep watching it. Seems like Yay. obviously you are going to keep watching it. This was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that mm-hmm. is the end of our time. So with that, we hope that you guys had a good time, a fun time, a consulting criminal time a deeper dive into a character that all of us know but maybe don't know that well time including their siblings that we didn't even know their real names before time but with all of that we hope that until next time your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar i've been lauren bye everyone bye bye Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. <laughs>